Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everyone, I'm Brenda. And I'm Julia. And you're listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Your 20s are known as both the most exciting and most confusing years of your life. We're here to share our stories, to have real and raw conversations, and best of all, to make you feel a little less alone. This podcast was brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. My eyes are so puffy this morning. Oh, I am puffy this morning. Terrible. Allergies are not good. I think for me, it's like the amount of sodium I consumed in the past 24 hours and the lack of water. (laughs) Oh my God. Total lack of water. Also a lot of sodium on my part. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Great. Not great. What sodium were you consuming? We ended up having um, Chinese food with (laughs) your what kind of sodium um <laughs> with chris's family so a, a chicken teriyaki i feel like it just has a lot of sodium i don't Ooh, know delicious though oh delightful sorry you might hear me sipping my coffee we have just awoke arose we've just awoken aroused speaking of i don't think you say it like that no i don't think it's aroused for waking up oh well we are going to be speaking about arousal (laughs) are we not really but it does kind of tie into thursday's episode which is we have dr bat shiva marcus coming on and she is a sex therapist and she's the author of the book sex points and brennan and i got to read the book we're so excited to have another sex therapist on the show It's such an an important, interesting topic, and we're going to be talking about all things surrounding a happy, healthy sex life. Yeah, definitely. It was so interesting because honestly, when we we were recommended to have Dr. Marcus on the show, and I wasn't really sure when I heard the title of the book, I'm like, what direction is this going to go in? Like, I I thought it was going to be like, not points in terms of like a numerical <laughs> system or like rating type. Oh, you thought it was going to be like pointers? Like points? Yeah, like po- exact, correct. Oh. That's exactly what I so then when we actually started getting into it, I was like, oh, this is this is pretty cool. And I'm excited to have you guys hear all everything that she has to share and just to get this whole new perspective because Julia and I were talking before we popped on the show and started recording that like to have this level of perspective on a piece of our lives that will be part of our lives for the rest of our lives mm. is is so huge because we'll dive into it but this is not everything that we read in this book they're not things that we talk about in school they're not really things that people talk about with their friends unless they're intentional about it so it's super easy to feel lost and alone and confused yeah Yeah, that was that was one of my biggest things. I mean, we're going to on Thursday, we're going to really dive into the book, we're going to answer a lot of sex questions about health, happiness, all of those things. But it was so interesting when reading the book, all I kept thinking is like, how do we not how are we not taught about this stuff? Like, how I, I, you know, if you know me, you know, I have like kind of a thing about sex education in America, because we think it's really poorly done. We've talked about this before. And it's just amazing to me something that is such a huge part to everyone's life. 
and has so much to do with your physical health, your mental health, your relationship health. Like it is such a key component in all those things and all those things affected how we don't learn about it. We don't learn about our hormones. We don't learn about that pain during sex can mean something more for your physical health. Like we don't learn anything about it. And it's always mind blowing to me. It is. Yeah. And I I know we'll, we'll dive in more, but I, I just, I really thought about, especially because I think people are starting to engage in this, this type of activity and having sex at younger and younger ages. And I even think about myself, like for the, when, when everything started, like it was never, you know, you just like kind of sugarcoat things like, Oh, it was great. Oh, it was awesome. But nobody Mm -hmm. gets into the nitty gritty of like, okay, what is awesome? What actually like defines that for you? Is this normal? Or like just going with the flow. I know we have our, our lovely segment to get into, but I think we're going to uncover and and get on little pieces that I wouldn't have expected us to talk about as we always do. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I, I do think, you know, this whole podcast is about making people feel less alone. And I do think that this book, if you're having any type of problem, issue, question about your sex life, like this book will absolutely make you feel less alone. It normalizes so many things that so many women, especially women experience hormonal imbalances, pain during sex, not being able to achieve orgasm, penetration, whatever it is like, whatever it is that you may be feeling like, is this just me? Or like, is this normal? Like this book normalizes all of it. And that's the key where what blows my mind about how we're not educated on it is because people can often feel very isolated in this topic because it's not something we talk about. It's not something we learn about. But so many of these things that you may be experiencing or may experience down the line after Mm -hmm. pregnancy, after menopause, after being in a long-term relationship, like these things are normal Mm -hmm. and can be fixed. And that's what the whole book is about. Yeah, there's a whole, I think the whole, I want to say third of the book is solutions on how to actually execute all these things that are going on. And I think that we'll see what direction we end up going in, but I think we're so much more drawn to focusing on the good and focusing on the good is beautiful. Being proud of having a happy, healthy, exciting sex life is is good. Amazing. But I hope that, that we're able to touch on things today too, that will make people be like, oh, like, you, you know, you've experienced this or you've experienced that because I think even with our friend groups, like it's so much more fun to talk about like the this fun is, stuff. Yeah, yeah, all the fun stuff. And oh, this was amazing. And this is what we introduced and like all that stuff. But I'm going to do my best as well to like break down any boundaries because honestly, if there was anything I took away from this book too, it was that you don't realize like, how do I word this? You don't realize like, oh, you know, th- th- this happens. Oh, that's, that's normal. Oh, that's common. And it's stuff you don't even realize could be, could be better. And it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with your partner doesn't mean there's something wrong with your relationship it's just like phases of life seasons of life and ways that you can make yourself feel more comfortable more excited like I know when Ashley and I have specific conversations and she'll be like has this happened to you like does this take this amount of time or this amount of time for you like the way that things are portrayed in the movies Mm -hmm. is so different from reality Mm -hmm. and it makes you start to compare yourself and think like oh shoot like it should be this way it should be that way when in reality it's so different and I know we get into it we're gonna get into all of it there honestly this we could probably talk about this topic this book for like episodes and episodes and episodes because there's so many components to it that are so important for people to be talking about but we'll get on into that first we gotta cover our bases and do our thing it's time for pride and pickle wow that took a lot out of me this morning yeah that one hurt (laughs) really did 
Okay, so my pride this week, what is my pride? My pride this week is that I think I've just been like life is good. I don't really I don't really know. Life Love. is good. Life is good is my pride. Yeah. And I just feel like in a much better place in my work life and it feels very interesting to get although it's it's a nice busy time. It's very interesting that like things I kind of am starting it's one of those things where I'm starting to see like oh this is why this played a role in my life like a few years ago when I first started working with the company I'm with I'm like oh this is not going to be long term this is just right out of college and it's just been very interesting to observe how things play out in our lives and how really things can change from one moment to the next like so much has shifted in the past few months with work in the past few weeks and like for the first time I'm like understanding and seeing this could really be long term and I'm actually excited about it because I'm starting to morph into a role that actually plays on my strengths as opposed to just a regular situation and that feels good so there's that then my pickle okay my pickle is something that I come up against sometimes is I made lots of strides in a lot of different ways when it comes to my mindset but I do find it a place in which I still need work practice is the way that I see myself with my habits whatever, you know, whatever habits that I'm proud of most of the time, if I'm not aligning with those habits, it does shift the way I see myself in a given moment. Um, It's not something I desire to be that way. But I just I if I'm really self aware and observant of my own thoughts, I notice that it changes the way that I see myself like the way that I define myself as a person and my ability to like trust my abilities, I guess. Um, So it's something that I just want to put some emphasis on to focus on a little bit less because I know I've brought it up before just putting a lot of worth in given moments and and not everything is all defining. Yeah. Especially when they're so like minuscule. Like I'm not, I'm not sure what it is about that that reflects the way that I see myself as a whole person. Mm-hmm. So, that's my pick. No, I'm really glad that you're uh, aware of that. It's something I'm aware of, of you. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad to, that you want to put some focus on it. Cause like, and that goes for anybody in any situation, like just because, you know, it's easy to get down on yourself, especially when you are such a habit focused person and routine is really important to you. Mm-hmm. Like it's very easy to beat yourself up when you don't do the things that you know, make you feel good, but like not every day is perfect. And sometimes things come up and sometimes we have to shift our schedules around yeah. for this reason, this reason, that reason. Sometimes you're just tired and it's okay to let yourself be tired sometimes. Yeah. And I think the biggest key for me, Drew, that I've noticed is I'm comfortable with I'm comfortable with being out of routine when it's an intentional choice, right? So I but when it's something that happens as a result, like unplanned, that's right. when it bothers me. So if I'm if I if I say something like, you know, today set the intention of the day being differently than it normally is, then I'm like comfortable with it because I made right. that choice. But when it feels like it wasn't my intention or wasn't what I expected, um, that's when it bothers me is when it wasn't a choice, you know? It's so funny though, but because, you know, especially when it's an outside factor playing a role yes. on your life, like it's funny that that's what it mm-hmm. makes you maybe make a judgment on you because you have no control over that outside factor yeah. or like sometimes sometimes you planned to do this this or this and then sometimes you have to do something for work or you have to do something for a family member and like that's okay it is and and it so is but it's it is you're, you're right it's weird that you would think you would give yourself some more grace if it's right totally not in your control but I think I have this piece of me that I take pride in of being able to to thrive in chaos so it's one of those things where I'm like well you've proven to yourself that you can thrive in chaos why wasn't this one of those situations 
expectations you know it's yeah. weird um I'm very very aware of it but Re- redefining what that definition of thriving means you yeah. know because thriving there's only 24 hours in the day yeah. and thriving can sometimes mean giving yourself the eight hours of sleep that you need yeah or, giving, or you know or achieve or achieving the tasks that needed to be achieved for work that day or like you know like redefining what thriving means outside of a context of like the only definition of thriving is achieving a routine every day yeah Absolutely. And that's definitely something I'm navigating, especially now being in a new season of, I think, feeling like myself again and feeling like myself is sometimes checking those boxes and doing all the things and trying to really, really marry that. And I still have self-compassion, but trying to nav, you know, just blend all of it together. (laughs) But what about you? Um, my pride this week. Oh my God. Why is my brain working? I think it's your it's your Sunday scary vibes post a drink with dinner mm-hmm. my big goal is that I can never even if I just have one drink the night before my brain is so slow in the morning oh yeah like just even just one no I that my brain is slow in the morning now like am I getting old like what's happening I'm not sure but I feel that too I had like one glass of wine in, in on the trip I went on for literally one day and I like knocked out on the plane and <laughs> to a woman projectile vomiting in front of me no guys how crazy is that oh my horrid ew on the plane yeah and I was thinking about it I'm like I wonder she must have taken her mask off to throw up because she didn't throw up in her mask it was all over the floor ew. um and you know what made me sad honestly this is a pickle of the world is everybody looked at her like listen it's gross it's disgusting but everybody looked at her as if like they'd never thrown up in their lives and she was this like mutant oh that's me I know I would be thinking ew but I wouldn't be projecting that I felt yeah I felt it I felt the ew because it was like gurgling I was like like it was I know sorry to reenact it was just it was just so gross but even like the flight attendants they like were stepping over it gave her a moist towelette I'm like that's not gonna help her (laughs) that's your job help her out literally your job so anyway continue Anyway, yeah. So, but you know what? It all, if I have a drink in my home, like if I have a glass of wine with dinner, because I'll do that a few times a week, that that doesn't bother me. If it's if it's, if I leave my home, I think it's something about. I think it's the. I think it's not actually the drink. I think it's the leaving the home and having the drink because I think we're just like so not used to doing that with COVID. Like I feel like anytime I go out for dinner the next day, I'm like so tired, and it's like just. But I used to go out to dinner like multiple times a week, and now that like we hadn't done it for so long, and then like are just starting to do it more often. Like I think our my body is just like not used to it anymore. Oh, absolutely. In all seriousness, I feel like we've been conditioned to have to be less able to like tolerate these things that were once normal even when we have a jam-packed weekend with our friends and when I say jam-packed I mean maybe see them a little bit during the day maybe go out to dinner and then maybe have a podcast recording that we do every single week it it takes energy and it's all things we love we're just not used to yeah I feel like we have to like rebuild our like energetic level of like to be able to get back to normalcy seriously which is so crazy because yeah every time I like go out for dinner the next morning I'm so tired which is ridiculous like I had one drink and I went out to dinner down the block like (laughs) this should not not be happening 
anyway, we'll circle back. I'm going to, you know, work my way back up to being able to be a functioning social <laughs> person. But that's my pickle, working on that. And my pride this week is I'm going on a little trip in a few days. Very mm. safe, vaccinated trip. And I'll tell you all about it when I get back. We cannot wait for the details, the juicy details. Juicy details. Wank, wank. Very excited. Oh, we're collectively excited. I can't wait. I, I like that you're collect that you're the collective. Oh my gosh. Collectively myself, all of our friends are definitely excited. Is Not as excited as Jelia. It will be something to talk about when I return. Oh my god, I can't wait. Okay. Anticipation. Anticipation. <laughs> um, but I'm just happy for a change of scenery, honestly. Yes. Oh my god. And she got some cute outfits. She's gonna be looking Love cute. An outfit. Not as many cute outfits as I would like. Yeah, but still. It's true. It's true. All I can think about is the outfits, to be honest. <laughs> I feel like packing in general for a trip, even if it's like two days, like you bring everything you own. Oh, I'm literally bringing everything I own. Everything. You <laughs> never know. I, I actually, I, when we went to the mall, I peeked over at your at your list. I don't know. I just happened to. And it's long. Oh my God. Your we didn't tell them about how I lost my phone in the mall. Oh, oh tell them. We, wait, no. did we tell them? I don't think so. I lost my phone in the mall and I thought it was going to die, but we found it. We found it. It had, you guys, all of her notes, all of her pecs <laughs> my nude photos <laughs> i was like if someone finds my phone they will know my what my naked body looks like they will know my social security number they will know my credit card information like everything is in there have, i'm like julia why do you have your social in your notes she's like you know it's in, it's in a secret note it's a secret note no one would know what it is it's under like pie recipe <laughs> now everybody knows that's the key with having like with having things in your notes is, is is having a little incognito mode right you gotta know you have to name things what they're really not but then you have to remember what you name them and sometimes I just cannot I get that especially if you spell something wrong which is your norm that's my norm then uh, it's pretty difficult to find <laughs> anyway lost my phone had a mini panic attack found it please don't put your phone down in the mall it's very scary yeah. feeling very yeah. scary but it, it also is like when it was a moment of like, oh shit, like these little things, these little square rectangle technological things like really are such a huge piece of our lives. Like we've allowed them to become such a big part of us that I literally felt like, what the fuck am I going to do? Like all of my personal information is on there. And like, it was a moment of like, oh my God, like I put all my personal information into this rectangle piece of electricity. Like it's, <laughs> it's so true. I feel like by the seconds that went by, I would see Julia staring off into space, like thinking about all of the things that she would not have any longer. <laughs> it was crazy. But it was anyway, found. Anyway, lesson learned. And maybe we shouldn't rely so much on these little rectangle boxes, but we do. That's the age we do. We Everything do. is there. Everything is there. Just try not to lose it. Anyway, let's talk about the topic of the day. So I have two big things that I want to talk about. So we'll start with the first one. And the first thing is that a part, and we can go in any direction you want with this, but but the big, big piece of the book is that there's all these different factors that contribute to your sex life. Like a, your sex life is not just made up of one thing or problems in your sex life are not just because of one thing or things being good in your sex life is not just because of one thing. There's all these different things that contribute to that. So just to name a couple so people will know where we're at is like your age, your hormone level, your emotional intimacy, kink, stress level, the amount of sleep you're getting, all of these different things. Like there's so many different factors. So I'm curious, Brenda, if you were to kind of take an inventory of like, where do you feel like you have things that are contributing to this 
threshold of 100 points that are like contributing to a happy, healthy, positive sex life? And where mm-hmm. do you feel like there's parts of yourself where you could gain more points? As, yeah, as Dr. Marcus sure. um, So I think in terms of giving me points, definitely having a partner that's incredibly open to conversation and like specific, Ooh. detailed, open conversation about sex. Um, that wasn't always the case. Obviously, we've been dating for almost 10 years now. Like we started being children and like not really knowing too much. And- I mean, I think growing up a lot, you know, in anybody's in anybody's life, like growing up, Mm-hmm. You know, just getting older and and learning more about things like obviously contribute to those conversations. But I think it's so interesting to see you guys just do that together. Yeah, like for grow sure. up in that way together, which is very interesting. Yeah, and and it's gotten you know I feel like <laughs> if, if I were to compare um, intimacy then versus intimacy now, obviously it's been evolved. But I guess the key to me is I don't think it's that way for everyone because I do think that the that this type of intimacy is more intentional than people think. Like it's not just like. Mm-hmm. pump and dump and that's it like I think it's so <laughs> important to have conversations because I would have moments when I was especially like growing up where I would just go with the flow just because I thought I was supposed to and it's not that he made me feel like I was supposed to but I just either didn't really know what to do and I think normalizing that as well like especially when you're younger to like mm-hmm. not really know not only what to do but what feels best for you maybe mm-hmm. what you see in the movie feels good for someone else but doesn't for you like there's so many different aspects of it mm-hmm. um, so I think definitely in the point section for open communication, 100%. Um, I think also like feeling comfortable and able to like add things or take things away or say if something doesn't feel comfortable. Like for me, luckily, I don't experience like pain during sex on a normal basis. But of course, like after a while, especially if it's a, a long time and, mm-hmm. you know, all, all your all your stuff is, is done. All flowing. your juices are dry. All your juices are dry. Correct. Then yeah, <laughs> <laughs> then of course that's where woo comes in but um I think that's another piece of it to to normalize too is I think that you know you see these things in the media or if you are someone that like watches porn like you see these people like exploding juices from their body <laughs> I hope our parents are not listening to this and like maybe in some ways that's the case but it doesn't mean that it has to like last in that capacity for the whole time right. um and I think that like releasing shame about that as well mm-hmm. um because I know like when we've had conversations with our friends and not to get term specific but maybe people would like that I don't know it's just so much easier to talk about the good so anyways with all that being said communication partner how do you feel like that you're she talks about confidence as one of the things that can can contribute um how do you feel that your changing views around your body image has either taken away points in the past or given you points in the present yeah um well it's definitely taken away points in the past to a extreme capacity I used to have a lot of difficulty with like even like getting naked in general um because I would feel so like disgusted by my own body and couldn't couldn't fathom that someone else could see that differently I will say that now I have a much brighter body image and beyond my actual body just the way that I feel about my body so I think that's definitely played a role in I used to really look at sex as a way of like validating that um my partner was interested in me or was attracted to me and would kind of like test things out like something that the book made me think about was when do when do I actually want to have sex like when am I actually in the mood or, or whatever versus like when am I looking for validation of like someone else wants me 
Interesting. Yeah. It definitely made me think about that. But I think body image has so much to do with it and in how you feel and how you show up, but it's definitely added points in this capacity. I will say, I feel like I'm only sharing positive things. So I will say something that, oh my God, this is getting really specific. I, I've like come to terms with like, I really used to think that that stimulation only was in like ones that... Okay. Ladies need a little more than men. Yes. Some ladies. Yes, they do. And I think I used to have like so much shame around like, oh, this, this takes longer. Like something that, that made me feel less alone in the book is I feel guilt sometimes. Cause I'm like, you know, it's so crazy because the whole experience of sex is for pleasure for both people. But I know for me, especially being um, someone that cares for other people, I'm like, oh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to bother him, you know? And I've never been made to feel that way, but I'm like feeling guilty for taking more time out of <laughs> someone else's. Or a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. So I like feeling like asking for what you want and need in the bedroom. Yeah. But like not even asking for what you, cause I think, I think luckily our communication stream is, is open enough where it's that, but even if like, let's say this is so specific, if, if, if he is done. Right. I, and, and makes an effort to continue going past that point, which I know is not the case for everyone for right. me. I feel guilty because it, yeah. it's on me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I, I've totally felt that way in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's um, a piece that I've even up, up until this point been working on because I think stuff in the media makes you think that like it's one, two, three, baby. And it's just well, <laughs> not always finish at the same time. And it's, yeah. it's going to be great. You're both going to have your big orgasm and it's all going to happen. It's just not the case all the time. Oh. Sometimes that happens and that's great, but like, but it's, yeah, it doesn't totally. So yeah, I hope that answers a little bit of your question. Cause I feel like yeah. I'm, my brain is starting to be slow. What about you? No, it's okay. I want to break this down for, for anyone who's listening. This will become more clear when we talk to Dr. Marcus, but when we're talking about points in the book, Dr. Marcus kind of her theory is that there's this threshold of, and it's at a hundred points. And that's like a baseline for a ha- happy, healthy sex life. Mm-hmm. And things that contribute to that, a lot of things are, there's things that are in our control and there are things that are out of our control. So like some things that will already get you to like the hundred points is like, is like just your age. Like if you're 19 or if you're, you know, if you're like 18 to like 22, like you already have a lot more points just by being that age. If you have balanced hormones naturally, you already have more points being, being that. If you are someone that is physically fit and you exercise, that's, you already have have points from that if you're a man you already have more points than a woman like there and so so when we're talking about points there's all these things that contribute to that hundred and then there's things that can take away like I said before lack of sleep stress lack of communication hormonal imbalance all those things and there's things that can add and put you over the hundred points which is like totally the goal right everyone wants to have a great sex life so you know it's get and so what a lot of it is about is to get to that hundred mm-hmm. and that's where that's where she kind of wants everyone to be and then and then once you can get over that like great the more points the merrier but yeah. that's what we're talking about about gaining and losing points it's either being above or below this threshold of a hundred mm-hmm. and there are so many things that are out of our control that put us either to the hundred easily or or have us well below hundred and we need to work a lot harder to get to a hundred like for a lot of women that have already you know we're in our 20s we're not worried about this yet but something that Brenda brought up about being knowledgeable about this stuff in your 20s is that so we can prepare can prepare for this in the future for women that have gone through menopause like you're already well below the 100 threshold because of what that does to your hormones and your body totally I like the point that you brought up before about how just being like kind of 
prepared and educated for this stuff in our 20s where we're in our 20s and not all women a lot of women do have things in their 20s that are taking them below the 100 points already because of maybe physical health or sexual trauma like all of those things play a huge factor but it is a lot easier to be at that 100 100 point threshold at this age Mm -hmm. so I like the point that you brought up earlier before in the episode of like how just have being prepared for what's to come Mm-hmm. is like really great to just have these things to even start thinking about while while it's a little easier now for most women right and also to to normalize I think for this book if you at all like I I don't even want to say that I'm lucky but in, in a, right however you view it but I want to normalize for women that are listening right now and are like oh I have very low libido I have I, it's difficult for me to get aroused it's yeah. I don't know what what it is like normalizing that for people as well because I'm certain that being in that position is probably very isolating or being like, what's wrong with me? Why don't, why don't I feel this way? Why am I not even close to this hundred threshold? Or why do I not even have the desire to want to engage in these activities? Um, And of course, Julie and I speak from personal experience. So we, you know, don't want to speak for other people in that capacity. But overall, I think for any position that you might be in, in, in your life, especially when it comes to sex, this book will touch on different things that some will just be informative and give you another layer of perspective and how you carry yourself throughout the world and how you think about sex and other people's um, experiences. And then I'm sure some points will stand out to you more than others. Like there were a few different sections, one whole section on hormones, one whole section on arousal, one whole section on orgasms and how they're achieved or how they're difficult to achieve Mm -hmm. for women. And, um, you know, all all these different things. And I know that depending on where you are in your specific position, different points will stand out to you more. Um, And no shame around any of it. Like just because you're a woman in your 20s and you feel like I should be, you know, I should have, she breaks into four quadrants, which is very interesting. But like, just because you're in your a woman in your 20s and you feel like you should be easily aroused, you feel like you should have desire. There are so many factors that are out of our control that couldn't be contributing to not having those things. Mm-hmm. Um, sexual trauma being a huge component, which a lot of women, unfortunately, in, in their 20s have experienced in the past. So yeah. there's no shame around any of the things that you might be experiencing that are taking away from those points. Like there's no shame at all. And the book is all about normalizing those things and then providing, like Brenda said, perspective, tools, tips, direction in order to help you maybe achieve some of those points back. Absolutely. And I will say, and I want to hear everything that you have to say to you about your own personal life, but I will say just to not make it seem like I'm this like, you know, have this, this perfect perspective. I think areas in which points can be taken away from me and areas in which I can work on is I don't spend, and it's not because I don't love my partner. I'm not attracted to him or don't love the intimacy that we have because of my schedule, because of the stuff I have on my plate. I noticed through the book that I don't spend that much time, maybe compared to an average person thinking about sex or thinking about, um, or like experimenting, if you will. Like I don't, um, I just, I feel, yeah, I just noticed that of course there are seasons, there are seasons in which I'm super intentional and seasons in which I'm buying all the lingerie and I'm buying, um, like toys and stuff like that and trying to make it more just like an explorative thing together. But I, I will be honest that a majority of the exploration time happens with my partner as opposed to by myself. And I, and I guess normalizing too, that I, I see the value in, in the alone time, yeah. obviously, but I, I guess to take away the shame of people in their 20s too that might be 
it depends on, on what you, what you want out of it. Right. I think it's different when you one live with your family versus living alone. Yeah. So like living circumstances play a role. I think your schedule oh, yeah. plays a role. And, and I think a, a piece of it that stands out to me is it doesn't mean that you don't love or aren't interested in, or aren't attracted to the person that you're with, especially if things are fabulous when you're together. But I just noticed that that's a place that um, the book mentioned is beneficial is to spend time like fantasizing, spend time like playing out these scenarios and stuff like that and I notice in this season of my life where things are more busy that's an area in which I'm lacking mm. yeah that was that was gonna be my question and something that the book talks about a lot too is that these things shift like just because you're thinking about sex less right now doesn't mean that you might not in a month that you might not be like totally infatuated with thinking about sex all the time like these things shift and that is a big part of the book as well is that like these things that contribute to either giving or taking points are not stagnant they're mm-hmm. things that are going to change there's things that are going to shift there are things that you can change and shift Mm -hmm. and I appreciated that about the book because it's not just saying like well where you are right now is where you're going to be for your whole life like totally the whole point is that you can change it and that there are factors in your life that are going to contribute to you either you know having the space to change it or not like she talks about having kids a lot like Mm -hmm. how much that takes away sometimes from or can be a season in which that takes away from points or whatnot. But um, my question was going to be, how often do you find yourself thinking about sex right now? Right now in this season of my life, not often. And um, it's really interesting because when I am, and maybe my answer would have been different a little bit ago, but it's so funny because if you were to ask me the question differently of like, would you say your sex life right now is over the 100 point threshold my answer would be 100% yes but it's that's why I brought up and what would take away points for me is because when like we're together it it has just like gotten I don't know it it is it is what I've hoped it would be but it's taken work of course communication all the things Mm -hmm. um but in terms of how much in this particular season of my life I'm thinking about it not too much and uh, and I think it's like when your mind is pulled in so many different directions, it's just not one of the things that I think about other than when I'm with him. And I wonder, I don't know that that's my, yeah, that's my answer. And I I think it is because my brain is in so many different ways that like relaxation isn't at the forefront of my mind right now. Hence like that form of pleasure isn't in the forefront of my mind right now, but it's like the second that we're together, it's 100% what I think about, (laughs) you know, what about you? I feel like this is a season for you not to guess where you're thinking about it all the time. Yeah. yeah yeah like it's funny because I was thinking because it's one of the questions there's a question uh quiz in the book and it's one of the questions of like how often are you thinking about sex and I hadn't like thought about how often I was thinking about it and I think about at this season in my life I think about it multiple times during the day like a lot of times and but I was thinking like that's so funny because in the past I think I thought about it much much less Mm-hmm. I, I agree with, I mean, I'm not inside your brain, but based on the yeah. conversations we've had and stuff, I feel like it used to be a more, and this is, I'm not trying to, you know, no, no, or, um, speak for you, but I feel like it was a much more just like passive ish yes. piece of your life. Whereas I now it's agree. incredibly intentional and incredibly, I think, I don't know. I think it's a piece of your life right now where the thoughts, the conversations, stuff like that are a big, like exciting piece of your yeah. life. I'm just more interested in it now. I think, yeah, like you said, it was much more, it wasn't that I didn't like it or I no, wasn't no. interested in having it. I just, yeah, it was just kind of part of the thing that you do with people. And like, it was much more, pa- yeah, it was much more passive. I enjoyed it when I was having 
having it, but I wasn't, and I did desire it, but I wasn't like actively really thinking about how can I make this exciting or like, what do I want to do? What do I want to discover? What do I want to try? What do I want to communicate with to my partner? Like I was, I was, it was very passive, whereas now it's become very active. And I think also a piece of that, that is, has contributed to that is learning more about sex. Like we've talked to, you know, this will be our second sex therapist. I've been listening, I've been actively listening to more podcasts with sex therapists and stuff like that. Cause I'm just more interested in it now and it being more educated and education is a fact is one of the factors that she brings up that either takes away or gives points. I think being more educated on sex, pleasure, communication, like all of that stuff has made me want to be more active. 100%. And I'm I'm really glad that we're talking about this because I think both of our experiences bring up different perspectives of like, I mean, I think that you in general have a very, a more like sensual energy, like a more like, I don't know what it is. And I know I'm not like defining you as flirty. I know you don't like that, but I think you have a more like playful personality, right? Than, than sure. most people around us, right? Um, or, or just in general. And I feel like for you being so close to you, I've seen for you evolve into such a different version version of the way that you talk about sex the way that you look at yourself in in that capacity and obviously because we've had these conversations and not that there's anything wrong with being like that in general but I feel like for some people they could look at you and be like I don't know either either jealous or be like how did she get here or blah 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 and I just think it's it's so important to add that perspective and be like it doesn't mean like even if you were always this way which a, a lot of your personality is like you've you've learned about it you've been intentional about being like this is the type of sex life that I want this is the way that I want to view it this is okay to feel this way and here are the steps I'm going to take to get there and I've like seen it evolve firsthand which is so interesting um bringing me right to my next question and point topic talking topic which is that it's interesting to me as well because I'm having much less intercourse right now than I have had in the past because Mm -hmm. I was living with a partner for a long time. I'm having much less intercourse right now than I have had in the past, but I, but I would say my sex life is so much better now than it has been in the past. And education has, I, I truly think that education and educating myself has been the biggest part of that. But a part the the topic that I want to get to is something she brings up in the book is that sex does not just mean intercourse. And I thought that that was really interesting because I don't think I ever really thought about that, that sex is so much more than just intercourse or penetration or whatever you want to call it. Like sex, there's so many more things like sex could be talking, texting, masturbating separately, masturbating together. Like there's all these different things that can be sex. And she brings this point up, especially in the realm of like women that are having pain during sex and then are ashamed or embarrassed or upset to not be able to have intercourse with their partner. One of the things that she says is like, you can still have sex with your partner without having intercourse. There's all these different ways. And Mm -hmm. I thought that that was such an interesting part of the book. And I wanted to hear your opinion on it. Because I think especially for me, something that's coming up like of where I do feel like my sex life is so much better even though I'm having less intercourse is because I've discovered all of these things now that like can be sex that are not intercourse. Absolutely. Yeah. And honestly, I have, I feel like I have a gazillion different points, but I think this particular topic, because I've been very vulnerable here, Julia, so have you, but this is a topic in which you, you thrive in. So I feel like this new discovery And I will answer your question, but I would love just in the sake of time, like to flip it back to you and have 
you share this new aspect that I know is probably a little uncomfortable of how you discovered it, why you chose to engage in this different approach with it and how it's impacted this like newfound energy and feeling towards sex beyond the education piece. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I just think it's something you're very, like, I don't want to say passionate about, but something that like really excites you. And I'm curious as to how that would play out with our listeners. Yeah. Um, I'm seeing someone who lives in a different state. So the person that I want to be having is sex with, he's not here for me to have like intercourse with. So we've had to find different ways to have sex. And a lot of that has been through obviously virtual, whether it's texting, whether it's sending pictures, whether it's being on FaceTime, you know, and doing that together. And that has been such an interesting, it's such an interesting piece to awakening. me. Awakening? <laughs> awakening, yeah, literally an awakening. Cause I never thought that that could be like a fulfilling sex life but my sex life is more fulfilling than it's ever been Mm -hmm. and like I never ever would have thought in the past that that could be just as fulfilling but I think that the reason it's fulfilling is a point that Brenda brought up before about like community extremely extremely good communication you know talking about it checking in following up afterwards being vulnerable in the conversation of maybe this is something that neither of us have tried before but we're gonna try it together and we're gonna see if we like it or if we don't or like if we actually like or if it you know pleasures both of us like and it's, it's been such an interesting journey in realizing for me that sex does not just have to equal intercourse. And the other part of that is like getting really comfortable with masturbation, which I never was before. And I think that that comes a lot from like, you know, shame that either like men put on women for it or women put on women for it. Again, it's not something we're taught. Like it's not something that we're taught. Like you should probably masturbate. Like it's good for your health. It's good for your sex life and it feels good. And like, I think now, I'm much more like comfortable with that. I'm much more comfortable with doing that with someone else knowing that I'm doing that and that being something that's like fun and intimate rather than like something I should hide. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that those two pieces have been really big in changing that perspective for me. I never ever thought that like that those could add up to a really exciting sex life. Yes. Fuck yes. Do you understand now why I flipped the question to you because of how powerful that last statement was? I hope so. I don't know. It's been a big discovery for me. Yeah. And, and I feel like it's, 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 I mean, I guess for people who know you in your inner circle, like it's noticeable. And it's, it's funny because maybe for some people who, when we didn't have these conversations, they would be like, oh, she's always been that way. But it's been really cool to be a best friend of yours. And uh... it's also empowering. I think when you, which is what I would love for other women, whether it's, you know, whether your partner is there or not. And I think it's empowering when you get to be really vulnerable and be like, we're just trying this together. And like, maybe we'll like it, maybe we won't. Or like, I'm just trying this with myself. Maybe I'll like it. Maybe I won't. It's very empowering when you start to discover those things of like, oh, I do like this, or we do like this. It feels, yeah. No, 100%. And I think that like, like to tie it to being in your 20s I think again the education piece is is huge but also like depending on your living situation I think it like feels weird or like you're not you're not sure like what if someone walks in like all these different things um but something that I wanted to point out about oh being comfortable with like not loving it like something uh, literally a piece of Mm -hmm. um and that she mentions in the book she's like in movies and stuff you don't see people like laughing if something isn't isn't good or isn't funny like um to give an anecdote one time Chris and I bought 
I, okay, I was under the impression that I was purchasing a womanizer, which I literally could not love more and love a womanizer. And instead I, I bought a pussy pump and like, what the fuck is that? Literally, it looked like a contraption. Like I wish Chris would walk in right now because he'd be like, I can, he would probably start crying at the fact that I'm sharing the story. Not actually, but, and it was just not it. And it was literally like, you know, those masks you put, not masks, like an oxygen mask for your face. It looks like that for your vagina. Oh my God. That sounds horrifying. Yeah. No shame to anyone that loves that. No, 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 no shame, no shame. But just like, you know, when, when you go and buy something at the store and you think it's one thing and it's another, it's just totally another thing. And anyways, so with all that being said, and then like, we laughed about it, you know? So it's just, it's, I think it is another piece of just having someone that you're comfortable with. And that's not to say any shame against having random partners or like, you know, consistently different people or whatever. But I think it is, if you're able to cultivate that type of communication with whoever it is that you're with, where you can, like, it doesn't have to be so serious. Like it can be a combination of whatever it is that you feel like I, I 100% still to this day, ask questions. I'm like, here, here, should I go here? Like Mm -hmm. I do, you know, you don't have to be this like, like sex goddess every second, you know? because we're all just figuring it out and I also want to say you don't have to have a partner or be having sex with someone or multiple people to have an amazing sex life like you can have an amazing sex life with yourself and like 100% I think that that is a great place to start for anyone that feels like oh I want to have an amazing sex life but I don't have a partner like I don't I'm not sleeping with anybody like you can have an amazing sex life with yourself like you can discover so much about yourself you can become so empowered you can become so comfortable with your body you can dress up for yourself like yeah I think that that's like a really empowering piece of all of this and I think there's probably people and I'm not saying I 100% get what you're saying but for anyone that's like yeah it's like easier for you to say like and I think about that with myself a lot when I when I were to say stuff like that whether about relationships or dating and stuff like that people would think oh it's easier for you to say because like you have someone consistent the roles were reversed yeah you know whatever but one of the things that she brings up in the book is exactly that is like the importance of all of those things uh, of exploring with yourself and that it's also like building a skill like getting yourself to orgasm I can't believe like this is just very specific it's it's killing me a little bit which shows the taboo of such an important topic is literally a skill like it's not something that maybe for some people again everyone's body is different but it's not for some people, it's it's either more automatically easier or the more that you practice, the more you know exactly what you got to do. But if you're not taking time to do that, which we're not taught to do, um, then ha- like you can't, how do I word this? Like it's difficult to have an expectation of that happening right. during intercourse if you're yeah. not pushing the right buttons, baby. Hundred percent. <laughs> Great way to put it. Yeah. And, and also just to kind of wrap it up here, like if you are whatever age you are, and you are having things that are contributing to feeling like you're not having a great sex life, or you're or you're not prepared to have a great sex life, or your libido is low, or you don't even want to have sex, or you're having pain, or whatever it is, like whatever it is that you're experiencing, I promise you're not alone. 100% you're not. And it's okay. Like there is no shame Nobody at any age has to be like, you know, the perfect sex goddess turned on all the time type of woman that sometimes media portrays as like the ideal woman. Yeah. You know, nobody ever has to be that. And like, if you're experiencing things that are making that even more difficult or your drive or desire or whatever more difficult, you're not alone and it's totally normal and it's totally okay. 
100%. And I think we You're can't- not a lesser woman for it at all. Ooh, that's a good line, Jew. In all seriousness, because I, you know, we're, we're, we, there are so many expectations placed on us. There are so many things that we view and we're like, oh, should we be reacting that way? Should that feel a certain way? Like so many different stigmas, misinformation, endless things. So a great place to start, hopefully, is this episode and also listening um, or reading the book by Dr. Marcus, because in, in all seriousness, for someone that I, I thought for the most part, like I was excited to read the book, but for the most part, I'm like, I wonder how this will relate to me because a lot of things that come up are like pain um, and this is pain all the time so not just that pain once your juices are gone but like pain all the time I know this is like a, like a little graphic no, I love it. Um, but just in general like uh, pain all the time so I'm like hmm, I wonder how that's gonna relate or for the most part I think my hormones are pretty balanced or in check like I wonder how that's gonna relate right. um, but there were so many points in the book that made me think about like oh shoot this was really beneficial for me and it would be beneficial to anyone like yeah. little things that we took away the importance of laughter they talk there's a whole section on neuroplasticity and the way that you want to think about sex and how you want to associate certain things with yeah. it and education what your what what your religious beliefs might have taught you about sex growing up like that stuff comes with you forever forever and like you know there's just so many different layers to it you guys but more than anything as always our mission remains to make you feel less alone to make you feel heard to make you feel like you're not crazy or you're not like broken because I think that is super common and we didn't dive into it too much either but by not having this these little education tools like if anything I think it makes people not only feel less alone but makes them feel like okay all right like I'm I'm not broken because I think a lot of women like from what we've learned with Dr. Holly and stuff like finishing is so different for women that like so many women feel broken so many women compare themselves to others and you see these like explosive moments um on tv and on, on social media whatever it is that you're looking at and I just think knowing that like taking time to educate yourself on all these different pieces so that you can better understand what's going on with you absolutely maybe taking it a step further and if there is something that you're like all right this doesn't feel like something that I want it to feel like who can I get assistance from whether it's someone like Dr. Marcus or um, speaking to your gynecologist like there's so many different um, routes to go into and yeah I guess at the end of the day we just want everyone that we know that we love and beyond to feel like they are capable of having a happy and healthy sex life and life in general um because it's a piece of it absolutely amazing point brenda and i hope everyone listens to the episode on thursday we would love your feedback we would love to know your questions moving forward obviously it's a topic that Brenda and I are getting more comfortable talking about and a topic we would love to talk about more because it is such a huge part of so many people's lives. And so if you guys have questions about stuff you're experiencing, stuff you want to experience, topics or guests that you want us to have on surrounding this topic, like please let us know. We're so interested in diving more into it. And I would love some feedback on Thursday's episode and get the book it's it's awesome it's so interesting and leave us a rating and a review and subscribe if you aren't already subscribe to us on apple Podcasts, youtube follow us on instagram and if you liked this episode or you like thursday's episode please share it with your friends please please do seriously and we'll have a lot of polls regarding sex specifically up today while you're listening to this episode if it's on the monday that it comes out so definitely let us know we promise it's anonymous no one's gonna follow you and point you out but we're just curious as to kind of get some feelers out for where you guys are at where it is that you want to go um and yeah definitely leave us leave us some love it would mean the world yay and remember you you 
<laughs> our ten, 10 out of 10, 10 baby <laughs> goodbye everybody bye everyone thanks for listening to roaring 20s podcast be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe you're never alone our pride sticks together tune in every monday and thursday for new episodes of roaring 20s podcast you get to start your week with us and end your week with us with, with love, love brenda and julia Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.